It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. Thanks for tuning in. Time to talk a little Tigers. We're going to bring in Jason Beck, and uh, the Tigers started out 3-1 and one in the first week of the season. Beck, uh, quite a contrast there. You start your season in Miami, then you come home and play the coldest game in, uh, in Comerica Park history. 31-degree weather. I saw Brad Osmus got ejected from that game. Was he just trying to get back to his heated office at that point? You know, he said he wasn't, but I'm a little suspicious. I'm not sure. It, it looked pretty cold down there, and they have that uh, the space heater set up on the other end of the dugout. So I will say, though, it, it looked like Gene Lamont was none too happy to have to get off from that bench and go out in the cold to uh, take over for, for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's a little rough on uh, the old-timer there. Um, let's talk a little about Jordan Zimmerman. Seven strong innings from him in the home opener, no less. That's a good way to endear yourself to the Tiger faithful right out the chute. Uh, how's he looked, not just at that start, but his first couple months in the, in the Tigers uniform going back to spring training? I mean, he's looked fairly comfortable. He, he's blended in well. Really, a lot of the guys have, but especially him. It's, you know, he, He's quiet, kind of like he supposedly was in Washington, but I think guys are learning from him, and he's kind of one of those leaders by example. And I think Saturday was a good, or excuse me, Friday was you know pretty good first impression of the type of pitcher he is. He uh, he worked quickly. He uh, pounded the strike zone. He made guys put the ball in play. Not a ton of uh, strikeouts, but also not a ton of hits either. So uh, you know, he he really was. Pretty much as advertised. He chewed up innings. He's a workhorse, and I think if the Tigers can get that by and large over the course of the season, they'd be ecstatic. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they signed up for. They also signed Mike Pelfrey, of course, for the rotation. He got roughed up in his Detroit debut by the Yankees, um, and we know there's a guy who doesn't have overpowering stuff. So sometimes when he lives in the strike zone. Uh, he's going to have those days. But what were your first impressions of him in the spring camp? Well, his command was way off. It, I'm not sure how many times he actually hit the spot where where uh, James McCann had lined up for the pitch to go. But it seemed like he was missing up quite a bit. Uh, he seemed to be missing over the middle of the plate more often than not, uh, but, but also missing over. He, he was working from behind quite a bit. Uh, he really put himself in a tough spot. How much of that had to do with the cold weather and trying to get a grip on the ball? I don't know. He downplayed that quite a bit, but uh, Brett Osmus said he figured it had at least some factor. Um, I guess we'll get a better idea. His next time out, his next start will be in Houston on Friday, so should be much better conditions there, you would hope. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't get uh, doesn't get worse than what, what the Tigers uh, endured on Saturday. No, you you would hope not. Uh, 
Um, all right, so we talked about Nick Castellanos uh, in previous podcast, potential breakout candidate in the 2016 season. It's only his age 24 season, believe it or not. Uh, feels like he's been around quite a while, and he has, uh, but obviously debuted quite young. Uh, some very solid early results back uh, and as you wrote, it, it seems like he's just more relaxed in two strike counts. Is that maybe the biggest difference here early on? Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, some of that comes from repetition, and you'd probably rather not have <laughs> O2 counts quite as often as he's gotten. And, you know, if he keeps on getting in them, you would think the uh, law of averages will, will bite sure. him a little bit. But at least he's showing the, the product of experience where. He knows what to expect when he gets in those counts, and he's not necessarily focused on the fastball all the time. He'll look for those secondary pitches and look to see if he can get one that he can do something with. And he's showing the, you know, a little bit more of a comfort zone to, to go out and you know, kind of flick the bat at a ball and, and uh, settle for a pitch he can put in the play for a single as opposed to you know just uh, – you know, trying to swing away and wait for something on one, two, or, or something like that, um, or you know, wait for a fastball that might not be coming anytime soon. Uh, he's really, and they were, they were productive at bats that he was able to, to get in key situations. There. He got the sack fly on opening day. He got a nice RBI double the second game of the season, and then for the home opener, he was able to get a, a nice single after an 0-2 count that uh, was part of a string of hits that chased Severino out of the game there in a, in a uh, couple of innings. So it's, it's worked out well for him. And uh, it's, the cool thing is it's not anything that's necessarily a conscious effort, but it's just something that's come naturally for him to where he doesn't have to be overly focused on it. Certainly something to watch because uh, he's a, a... – I'm not going to say he's a big key to the Tigers' hopes, but you think about how loaded that lineup already uh, looks on paper and to lengthen it and have a, a productive Castellanos in the six hole would be huge for them. Um, all right, back end of the game, Francisco Rodriguez. When the Tigers signed him, we were talking about how here's a guy who's always kind of reinventing himself. That's how he's, he's maintained strong results over the years, you know, trying different pitches and different counts and, and things of that nature. He's been very change-up reliant in the early going, as you've noted. Um, can, can that be sustainable? Is that something he's, he's intent on doing, or is that uh, just kind of an early season blip on the radar? Well, I, I don't think he'd I, – I think it, I'd be surprised if uh, it kept on over the course of the season. I, and as I wrote, I think it's naturally going to shift back towards more towards his historic averages as the season goes on. But, you know, even two outings in, I think the difference from his past norms was so dramatic. I think it was worth noting. Now, there's a little bit of brash back on it. I know K-Rod uh, said the other day that it's only two outings and you really can't gather anything from it. But I think still it, it was that big of a difference that it was it was kind of dramatic that two-thirds of the uh, his pitches over those two outings in Miami were, were change-ups compared to, I think, the average for him was uh, last year was 40% change-ups, um, slightly more than half fastballs with some breaking balls mixed in. Now, he does throw a few different types of change-ups, so it doesn't necessarily specify the type of off-speed pitch he was throwing there, but it was the vast majority of off-speed. 
Yeah, that's that's fascinating because I mean, last year the the forty two percent mark that you noticed that itself was a substantial leap from from previous years. Uh, twenty fourteen, it was twenty nine percent, and the changeup has has kind of come at the expense of of the breaking ball, which used to be kind of his out pitch, and he's he's hardly using it at this point. Uh, but again, two outings as as we record this, and and you know, too too small a sample as they say, but uh, certainly interesting because as, as we mentioned, that's how. That's how K. Rod has evolved over the years. Is he, he's always mixing and matching and, and trying different things. So that's certainly uh, noticeable the, the change of usage here early on. You know what else was noticeable back that new backstop at Comerica Park? I saw I was watching all the the Tigers Yankees game the other day, and it certainly catches your eye. I saw you talk to the catchers about you know they have to get used to that as well as far as balls playing off of there. Yeah, and there, there's been a few balls early on that they've had to play off the carom. Um, nothing that's really taken any sort of curious bounce, but a lot of them hit off the, um, I guess you call it the uh, TV uh, screen, meant for like the video ads and stuff like that, or you know, rotating ads for for the people watching in person. And, and from from that standpoint, those bounces aren't any different. Not that you would expect them to be. What we're waiting to see is how the ball will play off the bricks itself. Now, they're pretty flat, the bricks. There's not a whole lot of edge built into them. So it shouldn't be anything too weird. But you do have the old English V cut into the walls in certain spots. I don't know how it's going to play off of there. I don't think the catchers know either. Uh, So we'll have to see when it comes up. Of how that uh, plays and, and what kind of effect. Because as James and Cam pointed out, you know, we, they can't turn around quickly enough to know which part of that backstop it's going to hit off of. By the time they've turned, chances are the ball will already bounce. Uh, so they, they really have to kind of know where to look so that they're not searching around while the ball might be just right behind them or something like that. Uh, it does help that they don't have quite as many Guys who are prone to wild pitches on the, on the staff right now. How wild the Kirkies off the Angel system and the Sally Fleas is uh, pitching for the Pirates now. Well, you mentioned the Pirates, and, uh, you know, when watching from afar, when you first see that backstop, you do a double take, and it reminds you of PNC Park. And that's, of course, where the Tigers uh, will be this week, doing the old home-and-home split with the Pirates. Uh, Jason Beck will have all the coverage on Tigers.com. Check that out. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.